Hello, hello, you're listening to the Version 4 Podcast. I am First Laloon, and this is the interview with Helios Logos. Um, Helios Logos is a Twitter personality, part of the esoteric um, corner of Twitter. Many, many threads on aliens and uh, hidden civilizations and... Uh, you know, um, uh, cosmology of the uni- of like the solar system, and has like alternate histories on Venus and Mars and all the other planets. Um, talks about like you know symbolism of planets and how it affects like m- modern culture. All kinds of exciting threads, and I highly recommend you check them out on Twitter. Um, this episode I had a, r- a lot of fun recording. It's significantly longer than normal, and that's because there's a couple of uh, audio issues that occur because of like connectivity um i left the i just left them in here uh so don't feel uh yeah so if you if you notice that there's like if there's a part of the uh conversation where you notice all of a sudden i'm like talking to myself and i'm like what uh what's going on that's what that is and uh yeah basically that's it but um before i get to the episode be sure to check out the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash version, the numeral four, so V-E-R-S-I-O-N, and the number four. Um, please subscribe if you're enjoying the content. It makes this whole process so much easier. Um, and, yeah, outside of that, enjoy the episode with Helios. All right, cool. All right, hello, hello. This is Verse, and I'm speaking. I'm sitting here with Helios. Uh, and we're going, and yeah, that's it. Hey, what's up? Say hi, Helios. What's up, everybody? My answers are never, my answers are never particularly like exciting because I don't know how to. I'm not a. Fan you gotta of, hype uh, it up. You gotta hype like, it up. Yeah, I, the thing is, I just woke up. <laughs> I always do this right when I wake up, and then I'm like, I don't know how the. Fuck Why do I do this right like. when I wake up? Yeah, I don't. I don't know the. Fuck I mean, going. today I like when I woke up, my first like cognitive thought that like actually like passed through my mind was fuck i don't have any coffee like i had run out of mm. coffee beans so i had to go buy some more that was that was it like you know and i was just like pissed until like <laughs> get the fucking coffee i'm like god fucking damn it now i have to like get the kid in the car drive to the store get the mm. coffee and i'm just like the whole time i'm just my mind is just like single thought is like must have caffeine <laughs> That's, that's how you know I, you're like I, addicted to it you know what i mean like when oh, when you have to have it it's like it does nothing for me but get rid of the must-have caffeine itch yeah and that's kind of shitty if I, but if I, if I don't drink coffee my fucking day is shot it's over the whole day it's like if, if i don't drink coffee i'm like i'm just gonna be an asshole for no reason i'm just gonna be mean mm-hmm. and rude and like get angry about nothing i'll kick the dog I don't have exactly. <laughs> it's like fuck I feel, you. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. My parents got me addicted, got me hooked as a kid too. It's not even like it's like culturally like Latinos like drink coffee like from like day one. So I've been hooked like my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> well, see, my mom like did this thing where she was like, "Okay, you can have coffee, but you have to drink it black." Which well, is yeah, that's, like yeah. the worst possible way, you know? It's like so, like okay, so you get used to like having the maximum amount of caffeine. This is like the the highest possible. Yeah, you can drink coffee, but you just have to take like shots of espresso. Basically, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Blast off. 
Yeah, it's 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 wild, but hey, fuck it, I like it, and you know, I many many very intelligent people. I know there's a big pushback on coffee right now, but you know, many very awesome people are fucking addicted to coffee too. So I'm look, I'm not gonna fall for the Mormon psyop. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. The Mormon. Yeah. They well, they don't like they don't tell. like coffee. You can't tell that they don't Mormon like coffee. There's okay. They blend there's, in. No, no, like no hate and no like not trying to like bust anybody's balls here. But there's this guy on on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he has like this book about like why you're like the book is called Morning Shouldn't Suck. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that? Yeah, and anyway, he's like talking about like all these like life hacks on how to make your morning better he's a mormon right oh, okay and and they, like like you know obviously the the way to not make your morning suck is not drink coffee right when you wake up but it was like you know eat peanut butter before bed or some shit i haven't read the book i didn't buy it but it's yeah, no. <laughs> I, i'm not falling for that shit I'm not doing it. Fuck it, it. don't believe his lies <laughs> i see so many and the thing is like i generally try to be pretty healthy health conscious and there's so much of a push to be like anti-coffee and i'm not i'm not buying it whatsoever i sh- i firmly believe there's like a genetic some people are genetically prone some people are not because like when my friends talk about coffee they like you know have the shakes and they jitter and they have like a they, they talk about it like it's like like it's poison and i'm like you know i've never experienced <laughs> like it's meth when, yeah and i'm just like it's like, like yeah that. i start getting the meth shakes when i don't drink coffee or, it, when, it or is barely, it when they drink coffee they get the when shakes. they drink coffee they, they get shakes oh fuck like no no like, it, it's like Literally nothing happens if I don't drink the coffee. I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, angry, exactly. and I'm like less nice to people. I'm like somebody looks at me like <laughs> there was this lady, and she was just like fucking blocking, like the co- the all the whole coffee, like this fat bitch, and like she had her fucking cart, and it was like positioned like in the middle of the aisle, and she's like standing there. So I just like pull up. I just like reach across her cart, grab the coffee. She's like, I'm sorry. I just look at her like die. You have to understand leave. this. Yeah, I will <laughs> until I get this. He's like, "Don't fucking talk. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I need this. I don't have the the willpower to be polite to you right now. Get the fuck the out of my bean. way." The the magic the magic morning. Fuck off. Juice. The bean juice is crucial. Oh my god. But uh. But yes, yeah. for, the, for those listeners, this is healing. And I uh, drink espresso every morning. Esotericist, coffee addict. That's uh, that's actually funny enough how I got I, um, how I started to befriend Zero uh, HP Lovecraft was his uh, also his addiction to coffee. That was our that was our bonding. In my uh, in the DMs, he was just like, "Oh shit, you also have this problem." Wait, where'd you go? Hello. Verse, uh, there's oh, something there wrong with my. Oh, uh oh. I started recording again, and we're cool. Anyway, so the audience, I don't know, you you probably won't really notice it, but we lost each other for a second, but we're back. Uh, I think the last thing I was saying was that's how. Uh, fuck, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, we were talking uh, about like coffee and shit. Yeah, coffee and shit, but it's cool. We can transition into the uh to the real. Yeah, show. did you oh. see that uh Will Smith? His son, Jaden Smith, is dating Tyler, the creator. I think that they've already been dating. Yeah. You see that? that was, like, that's, yeah, that's been a while. I, I mean, obviously, I don't, like, keep up with this. I just saw it. I was like, this is I so bad. Do because, I, because actually, funny enough, his music is pretty good. Uh, Jaden Smith. Uh, Jaden Smith? He, yeah. it's You would think it would be trash. 
Um, but he has like a ED, like a electronic like production album that came out oh. last year. That's like really good, and it's he he's just starting to get good because he's like really young. Do you think it's like the influence of Tyler though? Mm, uh, no, no, he has his own like he does a lot of video stuff. Like he filmed he filmed a couple of videos for Tyler Creator. Like he's he's been kind of around, but he's starting right. to like actually develop his like skills. I mean, his his dad was the first Grammy hip hop winner. What? Will Smith's tried to like brute force his kids into fame since the beginning Definitely. when they were like babies. So hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, it's it's. He's like, just let this happen. <laughs> You're gonna be fucking famous. Exactly, and like at first they were cringe famous, but now they're starting. Well, well, at the very least, Jaden was cringe famous. He's starting to be like his own person now, which is kind of nice. And he's a little bit, and he's the cool. They're they're both fucking whacked though. They're like. They're like the weirdest combination of like Scientology and like Osho and like it they have like the strangest things to say. What Yeah, funny. no, I I I don't like him, but that's just me. <laughs> I just like I just like he started from my perspective, he had a song called Goku. That's like the first good song oh, okay. he made. And from there that and like the album after I like. But that's only because I keep up with it vaguely. Um and I like that when people start shitting on someone unanimously, I'm like, okay, that, there's something there at least. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. If everyone, for me, if everyone's saying it's good or everyone's saying it's bad, I have to, I have to check it out. Cause if everyone's saying it's bad, it is at least excite, inciting some kind of like thought, you know what I mean? Mm. So there's probably something interesting there. Even if they, everyone hates it, there's something unique there. Okay. That's an interesting shit. way to think yeah. about it. Like, like for example, like, I mean, I'm into metal. And, like, I remember there's a band called Attack Attack that came out, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. And when it came out, almost everyone hated it. But now, if you look at music, pretty much everyone kind of, in that same genre, everyone's kind of copying them in, like, metalcore hmm. or whatever. So it's, like, what everyone hates at one point, kind of, like, the younger generation doesn't, might take influence from it. I don't know. I always find something unique happens because in those instances. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily means that it's good or not, but yeah, no, not it, necessarily. No, yeah. I just want, I just need to see what's going on. Is all like I'm, I'm intrigued. You know what I mean? Yeah, Scientologists, like so many celebrities are Scientologists, and I just don't, I don't understand why it's like so popular in, in like that elite circle. Like you, I feel like they'd have like a cooler religion or something, but Scientology mm -hmm. just like sucks ass. It does kind of suck ass. But they, it's they get weird because it's well, yeah, but it's like diet Mormonism. It's it's this weird combo of like Mormonism and then just like I don't know. I, some it's like vaguely Eastern inspired Actually, theology. I, I didn't think about the Mormon influence on Scientology. There's a weird like Mormonism is like has a big hidden influence in america itself like mm -hmm. it's totally like kind of like the behind the scenes thing like there's a lot of like politicians that are mormons and like mitt romney was like yeah, you know Romney's the big mormon but he like does like a bunch of stuff and it like they're behind the scenes so it makes it me funny. wonder like mormonism how much has it like influenced america from like the shadows definitely from the shadows because they can pretend to be like standard christian because they have mm -hmm. the same first two right. testaments in the book, and then like they kind of switch up on you. They don't really tell you they're Mormon until like after you're already in. 
And I feel like the what people know about Mormons and like what Mormons like are actually doing, like Mormons mm-hmm. are like the most esoteric occult brand of religion in Christianity. Like definitely they do like all these like secret it's almost like kind of has uh Masonic vibes where they have like all these different mm-hmm. rituals. Like the way that there was this one guy who like put like a hidden camera in like his sleeve or like something like and he brought it into one of their meetings. So like I was able, you know, you're able to like watch like firsthand what happens. And so they they have this whole thing. I, I can't remember exactly the name of it, but it's this um <laughs> it's literally like this secret handshake sort of like initiation nice. where there's this giant like wall of curtains and there's a guy on one side and then there's the the person that's like trying to gain access on the other side and mm-hmm. they're supposed to like shake hands and recite words through the veil so like oh, he'll walk yeah. up to him and then they'll they'll like be like show me the sign of this and then he'll give like some passphrase and like some special worded thing and then they say and then he says okay so then what about this and what about this and I, I guess it's supposed to be like preparation for like when you die and like are gonna go to heaven so that you mm-hmm. get in you have to know like the secret That's words to say like which that. is interesting so it's just cool. like sort of weird you know what I mean yeah definitely that definitely sounds yeah. like um, the, the Masonic ritual of Christianity especially when you like I know that like um uh, a lot of the Southwest stuff, there's a lot of like uh, Masonic, like like Freemason, like uh, towns and ritual sites in the Southwest. So I can definitely see that being like a legitimate um, fusion there. But also it's weird. Mormonism is very strange. And I don't know much about it outside of like, you know, what little I've seen in like South Park or like what I've seen in like, you know, whatever, like random tidbits you hear because they keep it to the chest for the most part. But I really, really like that they are, you have to get out by like excommunication only. I respect the blood in, blood out nature of the Mormonism. Are you gone again? Yeah, most of the time, something has to fuck up. It doesn't matter. Like, I could like try my hardest, but there's always going to be something that's like just like, why why is it doing this why is it crashing every five minutes why is the audio like like i was ghost in the machine yeah i was streaming with fucking fodcorp and uh scorch together like a couple weeks ago and the audio is coming fine like i bought a mic Mm -hmm. like because my old mic was like falling apart consequently the mic i'm using right now is said old mic because i had to like basically like fucking <laughs> glue and tape that shit together to get it to work because I bought a new mic and then when I plugged it in and I was like using OBS to record audio it was only recording my audio and, and sending it to the stream and the rest of the audio which is usually like recorded as desktop audio and then piped through mm-hmm. that was just going to my headphones and it wasn't actually going to OBS and I don't understand why Oh, or yeah. how that was happening, but it was, and I was just like, "Fuck." That's that's a difficult thing with streaming. You have to like manage a lot of moving parts and audio equipment for some weird reason. And even when it's like analog audio equipment, there's always some weird something weirdly is going wrong. But yeah, yeah, it's it's fucked. But I got I now I know like that I need to check my levels like before I click go live and like make sure because if the audio is coming in through OBS. 
then I'm good. And then I know it's working. But if it's not, then it's like, what the fuck do I do? Like, what's wrong? What do I, I have to like unplug and like try something else. At least I know like with this mic that the audio comes both to my earphone, like earphones and to OBS because the other way around, like the audio would go to OBS, but I wouldn't be able to hear what they were saying. So then it's like pointless. Mm-hmm. It's so Speaking weird. Of, this is uh, your, your, po- your, I guess not your stream podcast, uh, Sunblind, which is the coolest, by the way, the actually the coolest uh, podcast name I've ever heard. I'm going to be honest. I was like, <laughs> so, I, I, that was like, that's the, the most, I mean, it's also on brand, but the name is fucking lit. I was like, that sounds so dope. I was like jealous that I didn't come up with a name that cool. So there's a little story behind the name. Um, And I kind of like teased it when I dropped one of my little like pre-stream video trailer thingies where I like I'll post on Twitter just to like let people know I'm going to be streaming in a minute. Mm -hmm. So there's this band called Sleep. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. I'm very familiar with Smoker. A lot of many... uh, many uh smoke sessions in college yeah on their self-titled album sleep they uh there's a song that they do and it's a cover of a song by black sabbath and it's called Snowblind. yep and yeah <laughs> so oh, that's funny because that's what i was thinking of when i saw Snowblind. i was like uh, okay all right so i took that sort of idea and i you know flipping around adding in my own personal touch to it Sunblind. And I was like, oh yeah, because I was like thinking, I was, I was thinking for a while, like what the fuck do I want to call this podcast? Because I want it to be like a single word and I don't, you know, like, no long ass name. Uh-huh. Um, and I tried for a long time because I was like, you know, trying to pull in like some aspect of like the sun and I was just like, it just clicked. And I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Because I was like experimenting with it, calling like powered off light or light powered or like some shit, you know, I, I, but uh, that one, that one was the one. And I got beat immediately. I was like, this is the one that I hear. This is it. It's even cooler now that I know it's a metal reference. That's, yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, so I guess I'll use this as a segue. Uh, so you have a very interesting cosmology uh, in your Twitter threads. Um, obviously all of it kind of revolving around like sun worship. Uh, so like, and like to I I to I personally understand like uh, enough a general like a general idea of your cosmology, but so everyone's on the same page. What is the significance of the sun for you in and like why sun worship and spe- specifically? Well, for me, where it like started out, uh, it's because like I mean it's so, such a simple concept, honestly. But like I came to the realization that life wouldn't exist without the sun which is pretty obvious right but to me it just sort of felt like significant like i hadn't really considered just how fundamental it was like if the sun wasn't there we'd all just die immediately like if the sun just went and was gone we'd just be dead we'd be fucking frozen to death like it was like so that's sort of what sparked it which is a very like sort of like a base level reddit tier take like oh, without the sun we'd all die but then it like if you look into a lot of esoteric religions that sparked about like you know a thousand years ago like platonism and stuff like that and you're looking at the way that they describe the world and like how it's made up and like what 
constitutes matter because at that point people hadn't really put into perspective like what atoms are and how that building blocks of reality are made but they all conceived that reality itself was made of light mm-hmm. so if the sun is light and then we are also light then i guess we're just dirtier more mundane light compared to the sunlight which makes the sunlight like the most divine and powerful and potent form of life that basically gives life and energy to everything else so in the same way like if you're thinking about it like alchemically you could uh, theoretically purify yourself to become like the sun basically transmuting the light that your body is made out of into the pure light and, and that kind of leads into your, your those dope memes that you have with those people that are like all light those are, that's like the coolest imagery uh bol beings of light yeah those are the, the that me like i mean like i see you, you have a, a lot of those memes kind of like float around your profile but i, I really like the, that imagery yeah specifically like the adam and eve were like the original beings of light and oh, so the fall would be like their uh their like i guess tar- being tarnished the original sin being like the the removal of their like complete original light being self. Yeah, that's that's what I think of it as, because especially if you consider that they're like made in the image of God, and mm-hmm. obviously God's not gonna have like a material body, so he's going to be like a being of light. Is the only way that I can think of it as. So if Adam and Eve are made in his image, then they would also be beings of light. And when they realize that they're naked, I I don't know, like, I think I went more in depth in it on a thread, but Mm -hmm. it's the realization that now that like there's something that's changed about them. I think with eating that forbidden fruit of like the knowledge of good and evil, they did it to themselves. Like, I don't think God actually came in there and was like, pushed them down into the third dimension. Like by eating it, they underwent like a change within their own bodies and they like lost some of the divinity that they had before, which is like that purity, that untouched, like, pure white cloth with no stains they had like stained themselves and then like demarcated themselves into a lower form of existence by taking on that knowledge which is interesting because like the founding fathers they talk about ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. and it's definitely i mean in many ways like yeah if you don't know anything then you're not going to be bothered by anything so if you're like a fucking idiot then you're not going to worry about anything because you don't think about anything really. Your brain is like empty, no thoughts, which is also the goal of like a lot of forms of Eastern mysticism to like rid your mind of all thoughts. So it's, it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. Like maybe knowledge itself is just like a distraction from mindlessness, but then also not thinking could also be, a trap of itself definitely i mean this is what i feel like the real midwit idea is like is you know you when you're kind of like dumber you don't have like as many 
thoughts, which is what kind of puts you in tune with things. But there's like a there's like a definitely a peak. There's a a level, I guess, a trough in this case where your thinking starts to become starts to like obscure like your ability to like function, and you're mm-hmm. kind of like you think too like, much. You think too much, and it starts to fuck everything up. And it's and, but you it's your thinking has helped you up until that point in your life, so you start to have too much faith in that faculty as opposed mm-hmm. to being more in tune and using your thoughts as like secondary to your intuition or to reinforce intuition. I think but everybody also, overthinks like way too definitely. much, especially now, like like overanalyzing and agonizing over literally every minute detail. Like that's where like people when they're like morning routines and stuff like that, where they just like go into just they make lists for themselves that they complete every morning that I could never do that. Like I don't, I just do whatever I feel like doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to like wake up. Okay. I wake up and then I slunk (laughs) eight raw eggs immediately upon waking up. And then, (laughs) and then I I go take an ice cold shower for 17.5 seconds. And then I, I go and I like do a run for exactly a mile and a half and then I come back and then I drink my fucking glycine or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know you're supposed I mean, to drink that before bed, but you know what I mean? Like where they have like regimented themselves into like this box where it's like, I've already thought of everything I'm going to do today. So it's just stupid. Like, I don't know how that, that, that doesn't feel like I think, living. I think there are some people who are just like jet who are like geared that way, who are like more like hyper orderly. And I, and I, I, I don't, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely more of a chaotic entity, so I can't yeah, for do real. that. And if, if it's going to be a routine, it has to be so mindlessly a routine that otherwise it's not going to work for me. But the other thing I was thinking of when you were talking was one, like one of like the weird, like uh, esoteric Christianity things that I, like my parent, my stepfather was a minister and he would say some things that like were kind of deep. Most of the, most of the things he said were stupid, but he would say <laughs> something that kind of deep. And uh, you were talking about like uh, the realization of, of uh, Adam and Eve that they were naked um, was more like a physical change. And he would say something that like, he would, he would call sin separation from God mm-hmm. as opposed to like sin as being like, you know, your you know, failures or whatever. It was, he was like, sin is separation from God. So things that separate you from your connection with God or your relationship with God are, is what sin is. So in this case, like that, that notion, notion that they're no longer light is that, original sin that original separation which i think is pretty cool yeah and that can kind of be described in the same way i talk about stuff like the black cube where Mm -hmm. there's a descent into matter that is also in a lot of other old religions like and when i talk about like root races there's um beings called the polarians which i believe are kind of a similar concept to adam and eve where they are these like ephemeral deities that are basically like the first emanation of consciousness in a material, not material, but a spiritual form. But then after a period of time, they become material beings. Like they either, I, I believe it's by choice. They make a conscious choice and then they, become material and then that sort of like traps them in this cycle of reincarnation where they're no longer 
like beings outside of time. They step into the cycle of time and then their descendants are then reborn throughout time instead of being able to just like snap back out of it. They, they like, you know, there's something about this reality and the way that it functions where once you enter it, it's sort of hard to get out and to escape. Like you, you can lose yourself. Like, especially when they're talking about um, people that are like sent in from the outside, like say a bodhisattva who is Mm -hmm. intended to help other people ascend. Even they can be lost. Like they can lose their sense of identity, even if they're like going in like with a mission, like with this single mindedness that I'm here to save everybody. There's a very like thick, dark, heavy weight to this world. And I would consider that itself what sin could be described as. Mm. And it's the addition of mass to light. So light is a particle, but it's also a wave and it has no mass. But when you add mass, then it gets dense and then it gets heavy and it starts to, you know, take a physical form because light, I mean, light just like passes through windows and shit and, Mm -hmm. you know, reflects and it, you can like put your fingers through it, but you can't actually, you know, touch it. Mm -hmm. But then you're adding mass to those particles and it becomes like, a physical object that you can then collide with and touch. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, like say your soul is like made of light, but then your soul gets encased in meat and bones. And then now it has all these sensations and desires and ideas that come from being a human. Then it, mm-hmm. it becomes like way more difficult for them to, purely think in a spiritual mindset and then you have to like you see those monks that spend like decades trying to purify their minds of like all carnal desires and divorce themselves from Mm. society and the things that our bodies naturally crave like sex and alcohol and well i don't know if we naturally crave alcohol but it's just like something that i feel like we you'll tend towards like you tend yeah, towards yeah. like addictive substances. Yeah, escape yeah. or like vice. Everyone has their vice of choice. But uh, really, we do. I mean, it's like it's really common that people. It's more common to see somebody addicted to something than somebody that's not. Yeah, it, and you know, I I think the mm, I, I I no I'm not, never mind. I was gonna say I was gonna like halfway. Uh, I guess like what's the word? Apolo- be like a addiction apologist for there for a second, but for the most part, yeah. If everyone kind of has ends up in like some kind of vice, but if you can find ways to like make it sort of productive, that's that's good, I guess. And well, I don't know. If- I saw a thing that I can't remember who it was that posted it, but there was some study done, and they basically proved that sugar is more addictive than heroin oh definitely 100 so like i mean just look at america like even if somebody's like i'm well okay don't drink coffee and don't smoke cigarettes or weed i don't do drugs but i drink like fucking 
a gallon of soft drinks a day and I eat cupcakes, like you're still addicted. That's an yeah. addiction too. So it's hard like to really say you're free of addiction, like that, that there is yeah. nothing that you're addicted to. Like <laughs> he who is not addicted may cast the first stone. Yeah. We're all pro- probably addicted to something, which isn't necessarily your fault because as a kid, like, you're eating cereal that has like crap tons of sugar in it. Unless your parents are like super woke and like wanted you to be healthy, which is great. But I think for the majority of the population, most people didn't agonize over that. They were just like, all right, eat it. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? I feel like if with your, with my parents, like I, I mean, it could also be genetic though. So I don't really know, but they were very conscious of both giving me the sugary shit. Cause you only like it as a kid. And then mm. also giving me like real sugars, like always having fruit around. And then yeah, I can't eat anything kinda, sweet now. I like donuts make yeah. me sick. Yeah, donuts literally make me nauseous. I can't, I can't mess with donuts. I can't even uh, smell them. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. So I think that like there is a time for everything, and like I think my parents were conscious. Like you're only gonna like soda really, and like don't and like sugary stuff as a kid. But we're also gonna make sure you understand the alternatives and teach you moderation. Cause otherwise I know people who were like raised where they couldn't have any candy and stuff and mm-hmm. they all freak out when they turn adults or invite. And then yeah. like a beast cause they only got sugar as a kid. So you have to kind of like make it so it doesn't feel taboo, mm-hmm. but also give them the option to not, so that teach them ways to like get out of like the feedback loop. Yeah. I was and, talking and, with Afina about something similar the other day when she was on, I can't remember if it was before or after we were live, but like such a delicate balance with kids Mm -hmm. and like making sure that you're not too overbearing, but also not too lenient. Like at the same time, you have to balance the two things. Like you can't, if you, if you crush your hand around them, you're just like turn them to dust Mm-hmm. Where they have like literally no outlet and no way to express themselves or do anything. Then when they leave, they're going to be more explosively like they're going to do a bunch of shit because they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if you like don't restrict them at all, it's also going to be bad. So it's got to be like a give and take. And I think that's a really hard balance to, to reach, but I think that, I mean, your kids are like, you know, there's like a saying where like you give them an inch and they're going to take a mile. So you have to, I think it's also like depending on each child and like how they react to stuff. So you have to like really actually put time and effort into thinking about what you're going to do and how, how you're going to make it work for each of your kids. Cause there's not just like, there's no easy solution for, raising a child and I, I mean which is why there are so many failed parents these days mm-hmm. especially because I think there's I don't I guess it's like I'll, Gen Gen X is probably the age of most like the generation most of our parents like yeah my parents are, Gen X. are from and I think Gen X got like basically zero prep from anybody about how to be a parent like the boomer parents didn't give them any attention so they didn't have any idea and there was not like a big 
I don't think there was like a big movement or anything to like help them understand like what to do with their kids. So it was basically, you just figure it out because there's no role models to look at of like what a star studded parent would be. So either they were good parents because they were like smart people and they figured out how to raise the kids or they sucked shit because they didn't know and they had never been prepared for it. Yeah. And they're also that experimental generation of like, like the first like real experimental post like sexual revolution. Think about how many single child households there were like with the boomers and stuff. Cause they were so like caught up on like work. So like there's, these are people that grew up with like no siblings. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, definitely. And so if you don't have like a little brother or sister, then you really don't know what it's like to ever have to take care of something else besides yourself. Yeah, if you don't like that's also like you get weird like you you don't understand that dynamic of siblings either and like the I don't know like the different yeah kids have different temperaments like I I taught for a while and like I first off God God bless anyone who can do that because I I fucking do it more than a couple years I did it because they were off they basically just like offered me the job because I I knew math and I was like yeah sure but I hate I I don't fuck with kids but regardless. They, they, you can't do the same. There's no like one mold for all kids. Like you have to treat them all individually and different. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in a culture that like, you know, now everyone's a two income household these days. So mm-hmm. parents kind of expect, especially with like the neoliberal mindset that everyone's kind of like normal and it ends up being the case to, and they don't have the time to dedicate that like previous generations did. So you kind of just, people tried one mold and it works for some kids and some kids just fucking spiral out of control. But, uh, it works for the, the midwit kids. That's the thing. Like the, you get that median, you get the middle of the road fucking. And then it makes them have a heightened sense of importance because yeah, I did well in school. School was super easy and school's not hard. It's not a difficult, it's not difficult at all. It's like, it's bullshit. School's bullshit. Like there's, you don't, you learn basically, I'm a big, (laughs) big take here. School sucks. And like, it doesn't teach you anything that you need to know about life. (laughs) Like literally like there's, it is true though. There's nothing that you're learning in school that you couldn't learn somewhere else. It's literally just like a check mark. I graduated. If you're learning it in school, it's, it's not helpful. That's, that's pretty much the first rule. Like if it's, if it can be taught to you in school, it is not anything that can really make you excel in life. And it's probably like some bullshit curriculum that a couple of dudes that are like, how do we brain? It's like, it's brainwashing. It's brainwashing. And like, generally speaking, any positive thing you learn in school is typically your own into like your own, like cognitive, right. Cognitive, like brain power, like working. Like, for example, you get assigned a book, like, let's say you're assigned to kind of Monte Cristo or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they don't expect you to really get anything from it. They just want to see if you're comply. If you happen to read it and then do like some, you know, external, cognition about it and then you were able to apply it to your life that's not really school doing that that's that's your own like yeah that's it's a good fucking book most of the books they i don't think they would ever have you read the count of money cristo in school honestly i like that they actually did but that was like ap english wow yeah okay yeah yeah, that makes sense they make the kids read like the dumbest fucking books i swear to god everybody's got to read to kill a mockingbird but actually you know what they took that that out that book yeah, because now it's like somehow racist, even though it's about racism. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
it, because it has the same word in there. It's, it, I remember yeah. I seeing this meme where it's like, when you're reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's your turn to read in the fucking next word. It's like the N-word. Okay. And, and they're like, fucking. That's so ridiculous. It's hilarious. My headphones fucking die. That's it's fucking stupid Bluetooth. But, uh, yeah, no, that's so stupid. Uh, I, I mean, it's fine. Take the book out. It's not that good of a book anyway. It's it way overrated. Great of a book. I mean, I, though, I did see the play. Uh, what's what's the play? the the play that they had on Broadway that was fucking lit that was done by Aaron Sorkin I got to give them their credit. But it's super like moralizing bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean when it came out, I get it, like you know, it it had some value. It does not have much value now. Well, I mean it's like it really it. I guess it appealed to the liberal sensibilities of the day back when it was published Mm -hmm. because the whole idea, it's like what they, this guy accuses a black guy of rape, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. It was just like his daughter's like weird fantasies that were like playing out. Like she wanted to fuck him, but like, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was like some adultery thing where he was like helping her out, and he like yeah, he was like helping her out around the house, and then she like like came on to him, and then her dad like beat the shit out of her, and then said it was him, the guy that did it. That is like classic liberal sensibility. (laughs) It's like the the white girl just wants the big black meat injection, and her daddy says no. (laughs) Yeah, comes the book. What is yeah. Yeah, and then, like, her, since her dad, like, defends the black guy, then, like, the whole town, like, gets all riled up. And then there's, like, the weird guy that, like, is the the weird dude that lives in the house next door, like, comes to save them at the it's last It's Home Alone. Minute. It's Home Alone, big black cock addiction. <laughs> <laughs> home Alone meets Blacked. Yeah, it's so, so stupid. It's a, it's a shit book, and I'm glad, it's, I'm glad they're not reading it in schools anymore. I hope no. I hope they fucking ban it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Now that you, the way that you spelled it out, it actually, it sounds, it sucks now. I can't, I can't, I can't, it the same. I really can't. That's the way, I mean, it's like fucking, uh. The, uh, but, I mean, I was fortunate that I went to like, I, I mean, I, you know, I hate, I don't want to be like, oh, we're privileged, but, you know, if you go to good schools, like, you do get some positive things that seep through, but for the most part, school's trash, and you don't get anything out of it. And you get, you do a lot better off. You're a lot better off. Like, like I, I, my friend is an example. He uh, went to college and he dropped out of college. He was studying computer science and he dropped out of college for computer science. And he got hired by the same college to teach computer science (laughs) in like the same year as like a TA, which is like ridiculous. I've never, he's like a freshman too. I was like, all right, that's how, that's like the, the final death knell for like the institutional system. If you can drop out as a freshman, but have enough skills that you can get hired to work at the same school you just dropped out of, that is like, this is stupid. People talk about collapse a lot, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're about to see the most monumental collapse of like the uh, educational institutions. It's going to suck shit for them. Yeah. Because of like, and it's really interesting because of, the whole like Corona shit that's happening right now and how all these kids are like going to school from home on their computer. And then the rest of them are like in basically this 
weird like quarantine zone state at the school where they all have to like it's like becoming like prison basically mm-hmm. this is how i've like heard it described by one of the kids that's like going to school he's like he's like yeah basically i'm in prison and they like fucking they have like <laughs> traffic cones down the center of like the hallway and you have to like walk one direction to like get to your class and like of course there's kids that are like going to break the rules and like jump over the cones 100%. and they're not going to fucking listen. Um, and it's just like, it's, they're basically making school even less appealing than it already was. So like college, there's going to be like, I mean, online colleges are going to like boom now because it, why go to the Yale if you can just go to fucking Phoenix online or or like like i literally there's no there's now no difference between going to harvard and going to like the fucking shitty online college and i'm shocked that anyone went to college this year i'm so i i cannot believe anyone paid the tuition this year i would have like it would have been the perfect excuse to be like fuck this but it is yeah and like you know everyone's always talking about the collapse of college but that is this is definitely one of the best better side effects of of corona is like people seeing like the bloat. I mean, obviously people's jobs and shit and livelihood are affected, but the bloat of like the corporate world and the bloat of like the institutions. It, I mean, this is the acceler the the biggest accelerant towards like collapse. Which, I mean, I don't want people to be like destitute and like I don't want like you know w- w- war and riots in the streets. But to some degree, like the model right now does not work. And you need Mm-mm. to make it no, worse yeah. in order to move on, because like the, the only way that it's going to stop is if it like basically hemorrhages on the inside. Yeah. And they have made like ass loads of money. Like the the fucking the amount of money that you have to pay to go to college at any college, basically. Like if you're not okay, here's here's the one time that you should go to college is if you get a scholarship and you can go for free. That is the only time you should ever go to college. If you can go to college for free, go to college. If you have to pay fucking eighty thousand dollars to go to college, don't fucking go. You would be better off not going and saving your money. Because then you're going to get into debt and you're going to get a student loan and then you're going to be paying off on that loan for the rest of your fucking life. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not even going to pay it off. Like, and then you're just going to like, that's like step one for debt slavery. Even if you go to a cheap school school and it's like, Oh, it's only a couple, a few thousand dollars a semester, as opposed to like, you know, the the tens of thousand dollars a semester, that adds up. Like you remember, you have to go for at least eight semesters. Like it, it all, you, you're you're it's a deliberate form of like debt slavery there's a reason why it, it costs yeah. so much it's to make it so that you're indebted to the system and you can't ever escape and you have to you know contribute towards it but for most people that's not viable it doesn't make your life better it and and you're a lot a lot of the the careers that everyone's like funneling into like tech and law and stuff there's an overpopulation especially with globalism and it's just that it's like you're 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 kind of setting yourself up for your own demise. Like you legitimately, I mean, everyone wants that like middle-class sensibility. So they don't want to like not play into it, but you have to kind of take that ego bullet if you want to actually thrive on honestly. And like, I mean, I, I'm a millennial, so I'm a classic, you know, uh, victim of the system, but even still like, you know, I got out better than most did when it comes to like student debt and stuff. But I, I saw like a video of some girl on 
on TikTok being like, I've paid like a hundred thousand dollars into oh, yeah. my eighty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're like okay, number one, bitch, you you got played on interest rates, so you like yep. should have seen and like, yeah, you should have noted that like when you were getting into the uh, to the loan, like you should have known that the interest rate is going to rape you up and down the street. And it maybe has to be like double digit interest rates. That's no way that, that makes sense if it's not like over 10, 12, 15%. Like, yeah. it's, like her, what she was talking she about. She got like, roped into a shitty interest rate. Like, that's, yeah. that's like, you have to pay attention to that kind of shit, or yeah, you're going to get played. But uh, you got to extol the money changers from the temple. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> wink, wink. I was watching like this one, I think. I think it was probably based on the language he was speaking. I think he was probably Muslim. Mm-hmm. He was talking about like, do you know the things that Adolf Hitler did that made him so successful and made Germany so successful like after world war one. And he was like, number one, he got rid of interest rates. Mm-hmm. And number two, he basically like privatized the national finance system so like there were no more international banks and they were all the money that was in germany like stayed in germany Mm -hmm. and it like made the economy just explode it made it go so much better because now people like aren't buying anything for a loan and if they were getting a loan it wasn't going to be you know okay i give you three thousand dollars now but if you pay me back you're gonna end up paying me back like ten thousand dollars you know what i mean so and then that just like catapulted the economy of germany into like such prosperity that they were able to do so well i mean i mean that's also what made the u.s successful for the longest time yeah until like around world war one two when things started to change financially it's it's that like interest rates are i mean usuries are it destroys people it's, I mean, that's also actually that's the basis of the United States, actually. A lot of people were in, like, debtor's prison. They were um, in, like, you know, Europe and stuff, and they came over mm-hmm. to escape it. This is the way yep. to get out of, uh, you know, interest and This is literally like, okay, so I owe you money. <laughs> How about I'm paying none of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get on a boat and sail away, bitch. Yeah, fuck it. And then, like, they would come here, and, like, you know, the, you know people talk about, like, oh, the Irish were slaves. What, I mean, the – what what they're really saying i mean that's actually true technically but it was like five years of indebted servitude to like get out of the debt you might have owed the pe- the person you came on the boat with that was like what the first like wave of uh of you know of whatever people into the u.s and the colonies were like a lot of them most of them would pay some like super would take a loan to get on the boat to the u.s and then they'll do like indentured servitude for like five or years or so it's an expensive free. fucking boat trip. Oh, Five yeah, exactly. years of work. Holy it, shit. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to consider, that, like, you know, this is early, like, sail. Yeah. So, like, you have to, like, have all the food on the ship. You have to get to another country. You have to, like, be part of a settlement. And, like, your life is on the line. Like, cause you're okay. Like, you're- Just think about this, right? Okay, if we, if we made all the immigrants that come to the United States have to do five years of hard labor to get in. I feel like we'd have a lot less immigrants. I mean, they, I mean, they come here to do hard labor anyway. They'd be fucking stoked. They're like, oh, only five years? Babe. Well, okay, but some of them, <laughs> some of them do. Some yeah, of them true, don't. Some yeah, of them, like, true, true. there's definitely, like, ones because we have such, like, a 
fucking BS egalitarian system where they'll basically just like pay you to live here on like welfare. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. I, I'm personally of like the, I, I mean, I don't know if this is like whatever to say anymore, but I, I really think that there's really, you should get citizenship like the old school way. You either do military service, you start a business or you own land. And that's the only ways that you're, you should be allowed to get your citizenship, especially if you're an immigrant, but like even still as a, like a citizen, because you can't be, you can't uh, vote in with like the interest of the country in mind if you're not invested and you need to demonstrate like skin in the game and actual true investment. And that's, and that's how you get a, a nation to prosper. That's the reason why those, those rules existed previously. And that's the reason why yeah. people who uh, have done those things vote significantly different than those who have not. But that's just me. Not that's, that's never going to happen, but that's a, a personal preference of mine. And I mean, at this point, like I question the value that voting even has anymore. Like oh, I don't yeah, even, yeah, don't even care at this point. Like whoever the fuck is president, it doesn't matter to me. It mostly doesn't affect your life. It really doesn't. Like I don't, I can't tell you of like. But just I mean, I mean people give away free money. So I mean that's a well, little different than his. Yeah, I, I'll take but, free money. But, like, I think the biggest change that you see being affected from who is president is, like, the way that people act. Yes. Because it's, like, all, like, in their mindset. Because anybody that cares about politics is already kind of, like, retarded. And uh, then, like, you bring in, like, somebody, like, a polarizing figure like Trump. And it just sort of, like, galvanizes people to act in a certain way. You've got, like, the people that like him they start to act like one way and then you get the people that hate him and everybody that likes him and they just become like super bitter and hateful and they're just like fuck all you guys i'm gonna fucking run you over with a car and shit you know it's like it just yeah. brings out like the worst in people it's like this is what you get from caring about politics you just you turn also into- see the inner machinations of like the system like seeing like i've never seen maybe it's always been this case when i was younger but i've never seen uh it, it's so apparent that like the media and journalists and people are work and like scientists and people are working in conjunction to like control the, you know, thought sphere, right? Like Trump will say something and you'll see like every, you know, institution of power, like um, counter signal it and try to like sway your opinion. And, and noticing that is, you know, been very telling. Yeah. The same thing happened. Like when, corona started up like there was all this like basically fake news right Mm -hmm. about like and and people that like buy into that clearly they're not you know the brightest or they don't think for themselves they just like listen to what the tv says or whatever they see because i mean now everybody's wearing a mask basically and i leave my house and i don't wear one usually like i I I only wear one if i'm forced to i keep it in my pocket no one has told me to put one on yet no nobody has said anything to me i do not there's only one there's only two stores i go to that force me to and Mm. the fucking uh whole food market that i go to really they have pictures on the fucking wall of like people not wearing masks to like socially shame them i'm like i hate you guys it's so lame, but they have That's a twenty-four so hour. Great. They have twenty-four hour grass-fed meat, so like I can't. It's hard to it's hard to pass up. I yeah, I still gotta go, and they have like the best fruit. But 
them and then like this like random corner store but like for the most part i don't know why people want like this is it's just like an example of like the same phenomenon people love to jump down your throat and like shame you for no reason like they they just want a reason to to make fun of you or to make themselves feel intellectually yeah intellectually superior higher better than you look I listen to the government and I wear my mask, which makes me good. You don't makes you bad. That's that means me that's good. You. you bad. That's, that's literally what it It makes you like excited. Like I, I listen to the teacher. So uh, <laughs> uh, the teachers told me I need to wear a mask and you're not wearing them. Even though, you know, six months ago they told us that masks don't work, but and like they called you fucking remember when they were calling people fascists for saying, Hey, you should get masks. You remember this? I do. I remember being called a fucking fascist by people I know in real life being like, oh, what is with this hazmat suit avatar and telling people should wear a mask? This is racism. This is anti-Chinese racism. And look, and look, look, where, we are. look where we are now. <laughs> Those same people don't leave the house without... The, they're, they're the ones that fucking sit in their car and drive with the mask on. Yeah, and fucking shame you. Or they're wearing face shields. I saw someone on the train with a face shield and a mask and I was like... You, you poor little girl. What the fuck is wrong with you? I see the face shields a lot now. I saw one. So, I saw like a couple today. It's so stupid. Like I don't understand. Like, what do, you think, transferred. what do you think it's going to do? What do you think it's going to do? Like what the fuck? People are so fucking <laughs> You're just going to fucking start wearing like, I literally have a gas mask at my house. And I've, if I was actually concerned about it, I would go everywhere in the goddamn fucking Russian military grade gas oh, mask. Yeah. Actually protect me from it. Like it would be the only thing. It's fucking hermetically sealed around my goddamn head. It's not comfortable to wear. It's painful. It's like fucking tight on my neck and shit. And like, I look like I'm about to like gas a building up and like fucking shoot up the store. You know what I mean? It's got like the fucking plate glass goggles and like the giant fucking round canister filter on the bottom. You know, looking like I'm yeah. about to go and like throw tear gas down on the ground. Like. I'm, yeah, I'm, you got to prepare for bioweapons, so that's, those are coming. Exactly. So I've had this mask for like a long-ass time, and if I was actually concerned and I felt like my safety was at risk, then I would leave the house in it. But I don't think that that's the case. I'm not concerned about it. I'm like, if I get sick, which I doubt because my immune system yeah, is amazing, it's fucking killer, most you guys smothering hand sanitizer all over your arms, hands, and face – your immune system sucks. You're actually making yourself more susceptible to catching a disease. Eat some food off the floor. That's what I suggest. <laughs> that's, see, that's the thing. Like, they're so stupid. They should be letting these kids, like, literally, like, fucking shove their fingers up each other's nose and eat the boogers, like a booger swap. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to make them stronger, like, let them eat dirt. Like the kid, you know why kids like eat all that shit? It's like their innate instinct telling them, if I lick this window, <laughs> yeah, you'll build, you'll build, it'll make me stronger. I, I have like distinct memories of like this is so gross, but I used to eat the fucking, <laughs> like I used to eat like Doritos out of like the carpet in kindergarten. <laughs> oh God, fuck! <laughs> like the crumbs, and I, I, oh my. I, I don't like it. When I think back to it, I really want to like <laughs> kill myself, but that's probably why I don't get sick that often. But Jesus Christ. Just yeah. like whenever you go anywhere, like don't wash your hands, just lick your fingers. That's the move. 
just just get all every like possible you know everybody's like you should wipe off the doorknobs in your house it's like no no i open the door to kroger and i fucking lick my fingers <laughs> to get maximum maximum germs also a little bit of bleach you know just that, like, and like hook up with girls myself. on tinder hook up with girls on tinder and at the club and that helps that's that's big that's a big, yeah you know <laughs> protect yourself and your offspring from stds by getting as many stds as you possibly can exactly that way you build immunity against them that's the schmood that's that's what I, that's that's my uh that's my advice to everyone <laughs> get aids yeah get get yeah that's exactly the word. You have to make sure that you, you have to be the, the – you have to protect your f- kids from future societal decay. Right. By make yourself and your offspring anti-fragile by getting as many diseases as you can. This is and Lindy. then – This is Lindy. That's what this is Lindy. It'll encode in your genetics a resistance to it. That might be the most esoteric secret on any of these podcasts so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You just gotta eat. You just gotta eat Tinder girls' booty that, on the first date. That's the smooth. Get enough that, fat and you're good. That's why, like you know, like the five second rule exists. You can drop the food on the floor, and then there's like, it's it's understood that you can just pick it back up and eat it. Mm-hmm. And there's like, a, it's socially acceptable. It's like five second rule. You just gotta say five second rule. You know what I mean? It's like not. you dropped your you dropped your ham and cheese sandwich on the ground in the cafeteria in school which like thousands of kids have stepped on but you just say five second rule and you can just eat it i say five second rule to myself in my room when i drop as a former teacher i can say that if you've never been around sometimes you gotta like, expose yourself to kid grossness like i've never been sicker than my first like month of teaching oh yeah i got a viral case of pink eye that was so bad like i went to like the optometrist and she like quarantined her office like afterwards <laughs> Like I had, and like, this is like pre-COVID. Scarring. This is pre-COVID. Yeah, I had like red <laughs> scarring from like a kid's giving me a vile case of pink eye. That, it didn't go away for like a month. It was just, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> but kids are like just like fuck you. They and everybody. I mean, everybody that like loses their mind or freaks out because like their kid is like being gross and like licking all on like the toys and stuff. This is normal. This is like natural behavior. This is important for their immunoviral resistance when they're older. Unless you want, like if you think about it, like the weakest little most sickly kids are the ones that their parents never let get out of the stroller. Mm-hmm. But they don't let get in like the mulch in the uh, playground and just like eat the, the fucking the mulch. It's true, like, yeah. They're the ones that they don't let, you know, play on the the playground and like lick the plastic gears on the side of the fucking thing. Speaking of playgrounds, so have you noticed, I mean, because when I was a kid, the playgrounds were all made of wood and like everything was wooden and you had like all these intricate wooden castle like structures that you could like play in. Mm -hmm. But now they've all been like torn down and replaced with like these steel pipes with like plastic shells around them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's no, like, actually, I lived, I mean, like, in the city, there was some wood stuff, but in the city, there was a lot of, like, metal stuff. Mm. But I do know that there's a weird, like, uh, thing about playgrounds. Like, they have to be speci- dangerous enough, otherwise kids don't use them. They've done, like, a lot of tests, and they ha- they to. there's, like, a, a, a threshold of danger that they have to have, otherwise kids will not touch them. Well, they've, they make them safe. I've seen now that, like, they're going around and they're like tearing down all the old playgrounds that are all these wooden ones like 
at least where I live. And they're replacing them with these like fucking plastic sanitized like bullshit that looks like yeah, stupid and like, modern. Well, and it's like this like it's not this cool looking structure. Like it used to be super cool. Like like the way that the wood they built it with the wood and it looked like interesting visually interesting but now every playground looks exactly the same because it's just like this fucking kit that they bought mm-hmm. from some playground manufacturer where they, you know just fucking you sink the co- like the big concrete you know foundation you put the pipes in and the poles and then you screw on the different like tiered platforms yeah and then there bam playground in a box but when they like built it from scratch like i remembered like this one playground it's like this just big sprawling like fucking huge park where you have like you know all these different bridges and walkways that overlap and of course i'm sure my memory as a kid like greatly expands this probably very simple rudimentary park into like this magical kingdom of wood planks that i just like was on like every fucking day like every day no like mine was like i mean they were big like i I yeah know that they were they were they actually had like real size to them like it wasn't like it wasn't just like this you know small little structure with like a slide and and like the little spiral thing that you can climb up and down like there was just dozens of kids on them at the same time yeah yeah small they were very large and there was like this part underneath one of like the main structures where you could like get into, like we dug like into the mulch so that we could like squeeze underneath it to like get inside of like this part you weren't supposed to be able to get into. And it was like, you know, like our secret spot and there's no secret spot in any of these fucking playgrounds anymore. It's true. There is no, this is only for us. You know what I mean? Like we claim this space. Like you write your names like on the inside and like, this is our spot. And if we find you in here, we're going to fuck you up. Like that, that sort of, I don't know. I feel like it's gone. Like it, when I was a kid, like it was, that was like the best thing. It was like, you know, getting like fucking digging in the mulch and like squeezing your little fucking body in like this, like six inch crack, worming your way through. And your mom's like, stop, stop, stop. Get out of there. Get out of there. Anon. Get over here. That's critical for development. Honestly. (laughs) And you're like, no, fuck you, mom. This is the boys only for it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> if it's true, though, like, and I, I talk to like Zoomers and shit, and they don't. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I don't know if you were around during like the age where kids could just like do whatever they want. I'm like, 24. All right, you're like on the line of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like, a, there was definitely a time where like my parents would just like go outside and come back when those. Oh no 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 no. That was definitely my parents, but I also would just like do whatever I wanted anyway. Yeah. Um, like. Like, I would go out in, like, the woods behind our house mm-hmm. and just, like, build forts out of sticks. Yeah. And I that was, like, innate behavior as a child. Like, I, I feel like that's, like, instinctual. I was on, like, that's a like, bike game. That's, like, hunter-gatherer behavior. You're, like, go out into the wilderness and you construct a rudimentary home where you can live. Like, like it's just, like, the blueprint that's ingrained in your mind as a child and you're, like, still operating on those, like, base instructions like you know people talk about how like cats and stuff are like born with like these instincts and humans are definitely born with like the same thing like they have like oh yeah stuff that's blood memory in your head that you just have to enact like there was like this like i don't know some like strain of bamboo where i lived and uh there's so there was like these little thickets of bamboo that were growing in the woods and like my first thought was like you know fashion them into spears so i made it into a spear and i fucking stabbed my brother in the leg <laughs> so, that's so dope. my little brother i just like fucking threw it at him and just like fucking 
got him right. I shot him in the knee too. Like, you know, I just like abused the shit out of this little kid, but, um, you know, we had a good time. It was all fun and games. Uh, I remember because I was like super into it. Like I was just like, go like the moment I'm done with school, I would like immediately go into the woods and I would be there like until it got dark. Uh, and I would just like come in, you know, for dinner. Yeah, that was like me and my my friends. We had like our our bikes, and we would like get into mischief on our bike. Yeah, but I mean, like, these days I don't think you see kids playing outside. I remember there was this uh, this kid who lived down the street, and his mom, she bought him a PS3 mm-hmm. so that he would not play outside. Oh yeah, she wanted him to stay inside where it was safe, and maybe it was for the best because I remember this kid like he hung out with me a couple times. And then one day I'm like, you know, just running down the little trail that I'd like cut out through the woods and I hear him like screaming and I find him over in like the bamboo thicket and he had a fucking butcher knife and he had cut himself trying to cut down some bamboo. And I'm like, you idiot. That's not how you do it. So like, and then like I bring him like back to his mom and like, I like, I like advantaged him up and shit. And his mom was like, Oh my God, this is why I tell you to stay inside. her grips are too tight her grip was too tight and that's why he's going around with a butcher knife cutting down bamboo i was like dude you don't that's not how you do it you're gonna like i mean he had like i don't remember what he cut but he like cut himself pretty bad i think he had to get stitches and shit i mean you have to get stitches that's that's a critical part of growing up that's important Mm -hmm. you have to you have to break some bones get some stitches i never broke a bone Never yeah, broke a bone. I broke my tailbone. That's not really exciting. Oh, wow. And I broke my hand, but. I fell off like an eight foot fence and I didn't break shit. So I don't know how that happened, but. You, you're drinking your milk. That's important. That's, it's true. Yeah. No, the I milk definitely helped. Though. I, I didn't have a, a sand. I don't know. It's like something about the mulch that they put in those. And it's just like wooden chips. I'm not talking about like that rubberized mulch. Oh, yeah. No, the, the wooden chips. Yeah, it definitely breaks. They absorb that fall. Like I've. It was like a chain link fence. I was like watching like some kids play baseball and like I, I somebody said something to me. I turned around and I just like remember like my leg like unhooking from the, the top and I was like, oh fuck. I hit the ground really hard. I didn't even like pass out or anything. I was just like, okay, I'm fine. That's child resilience. <laughs> kids are ba- made of like fucking like their their bones are elastic. Mm-hmm. They, they like bend and shit. I mean, you can... <laughs> They can they can handle a lot this of. It's gonna sound this is gonna sound bad, but you can put a lot of you can fucking inflict a lot of damage on a child, and they will <laughs> it will bounce back. It's very true. But like fucking, they can literally like run like straight into a wall, and they just be like, "I'm good, I'm good." Giant welt on the forehead. I'm fine. I remember I flew over the handlebars of my bike and hit like a cinder block, like dead on the corner. And I was just like, had blood like all dripping down my face. And I had no idea until my friend was like, yo, bro, you're bleeding. You got blood all on your face. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, that's, those are the good old days that we don't, that I unfortunately don't get to participate in anymore. Those just well, and I, I worry. I mean, I mean, I think some kids are definitely more about it, but then it really depends on the parents. I mean, some of them are like they don't want their kids to go and rough house with the other kids, play around, and you know. But I think that that's critical to childhood development. Like that's the social, the building blocks of social skills. If you were 
like playing on the playground with the other kids and like, you know, like uh, terrorizing the girls. That's how you know you're going to be a Chad when you grow up. True. Because if you're not, if you're not doing that and you're not like making those important connections as, you know, innocent and childlike as they might be, you're not going to know how to carry yourself in a social situation later on because like, that's how, you know, yeah, those social yeah. Games, that's that's literally yeah. that's the uh, groundwork for all like all future all future socialization those like early years and you have to you have to like you know it's always the kids who didn't do that that are the weirdest and don't know how to function i think it's referred to as free play yeah free play yep and that's like so critical to cognitive development it's really weird it's like I feel like even though that there's been, you know, years and years and years of, of psychiatric study on humans and stuff, they still don't really know exactly how to, you know, can you hear that by the way? No, I can't. Okay. There's somebody like cutting the fucking grass out in front of my house. Um, they uh they haven't really figured out exactly what makes people tick. They have guesses and they like you know have a lot of theories and hypotheses hypotheses mm-hmm. about it, but I don't think they actually have it like nailed down where they actually know. And that's the sort of thing where you were talking about earlier, where every kid's going to be different and they're not going to be able to you know put them just in like a box and like be like okay, so this works for every single one. And I think that there's a reason. I mean, their neurodiversity like. And like when you think, I like to think about like things as like back pre-civilization or like mm-hmm. the, it would have been more beneficial for humanity for there to be a lot of different types of neuro uh, wiring, like neurodiversity. Otherwise, you know, you don't know, you don't know what situations the tribe is going to fall into. So you, it is fundamentally, I mean, like the idea of normalcy in like our, you know, standardized culture, I, I understand why it exists, but there, there, you're, you're fundamentally not going to be able to fit every kid into that mold. And like, I remember like the, the first thing they teach you when you're a teacher is like your, your, I don't know, social management, I, don't know, I can't remember, behavior management. There's a 5% of kids that will fundamentally not function under that system always. And that is no matter how good you are, there is a percentage of kids that just fundamentally will not respond to it. Yeah, will respond completely opposite to how they're supposed to, and you have to understand that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. Verse, give me like, le- give me like two seconds. Oh yeah, that's I'm gonna cool. go take a leak. All right, so um, to kind of like, I mean, the thing that the what you're saying mm-hmm. that neurodiversity is encouraged. You also have to like factor in all the different environments that there are present on earth and like the different ways that people would, you know, evolve to cope with certain environmental scenarios. Mm -hmm. So say like in an environment that's really cold, like say Alaska, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a different sort of thought pattern that evolves with those people than say somebody that's, you know, in a densely wooded area with lots of natural shelter mm-hmm. in a humid climate. But the person in uh, Alaska is going to prioritize warmth and eating heavy fatty foods, which is going to 
you know, influence different parts of their brain development. And it's going to be different from somebody that, you know, is able to scavenge small rodents or like um, fish from a river. And they're going to have a different cognitive setup than the person that is surviving mainly on like seal meat and like, you know, all that stuff, like, like we were talking about, like with kids, you know, being introduced to different germs as they're young, all that stuff is going to influence your genetic makeup mm-hmm. because in a really, really true sense, you are what you eat. Like it fundamentally influences your biology. Yep. Because the atoms of the food that you're eating become the atoms of your own body. That's how it works. And you have like several centuries of generations in with this like, you know, gut biome. This this influences which connections are stronger, which, you know, which behaviors are more innate. And that that is critical. And, you know, I that is probably the probably been one of the biggest uh I don't know, I guess like biohacks from like this corner of Twitter was has been mm-hmm. like, you know, understanding like what foods are you are you more, you know, you have a better uh, are you more adept at like handling and like how that affects your like biology? And I think that that's a very critical like insight. Then there, like you have to think about the reason why probably there are some more sickly kids and like less, you know, socially adapted is because potentially their parents had uh, genetic backgrounds that just weren't compatible like they just fundamentally don't mesh together well oh, and they have started on this. Yeah. Especially with hormonal birth control. Like the, this is a major issue. I'm, I think it's going to emerge. I mean, it already has hormonal birth control changes the pheromone perceptors in the female that's taking it, which mm-hmm. makes them attracted to like more, instead of more diverse um, genetic differences, they actually will gravitate towards someone that's more similar to them which makes me wonder why they're like if that has any correlation to do with like incest porn on oh you know what oh, i mean that's a brilliant that's actually, that's so true um there's just it, yeah actually that's a really good point the uh it makes you similar but also it's not even like a, a more tendon towards it's like a hyper uh correlation between like similarity like if you there's like studies that they've done where it's like, you know, women kind of vaguely prefer, you know, you know, masculine features for like short term and slightly feminine for like long term. But then when birth control, it's like a hyper, it's like an over representation and they prefer similarity and more feminine features and they actually start to be repulsed by masculinity over time. And there's other, I mean, and there's so many other like negative um, associations and it's, and I really think it's becoming a major dysgenic and like, you know, force in society. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, much of the societal issues we've seen have happened since its invention, but it's becoming like really very um, obvious. I think what, um, like, you know, like what it's doing to like genetic lineages as well as like the marriages, as well as like stability in society. I think it's, it's probably one of the worst things we've done with modern science, in my opinion. Yeah, it like rewires the it. It's so fucked. It is like the way it rewires your brain, and then it also leaves trace elements in the water, and mm-hmm. it's like impossible to scrub out those hard estrogens. 
Yep. <laughs> it's such a fucking bad. It's, it's insane. It's such a bu- bad, bad thing. Yeah. Like, like the people that created it, they had no idea. Like they were so short sighted mm-hmm. about like the uh, effect that it could have over like a long period of time. Like they just like fuck around too much. I. It, it's. They fucked around and they're about to they should, find out. That's, that's exactly well, they, they should be like tried for like biological terrorism. Like the people that invented, they, they should be like, it should be a crime. And nobody tells them this. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like with that stream where we were on beat, uh, break the rules. Mm-hmm. And Helena was talking about her like brief experience, mm-hmm. like going on testosterone. Nobody tells you when you get birth control, Hey, and you're going to actually tend towards um, being attracted to different people now. It's going to actually change your hormonal makeup. It's going to influence the way that your brain perceives reality. You're going to have massive mood swings. You're not going to be able to lose weight in the same way that you would mm-hmm. before. It's going to like reconfigure your body. It's going to literally make if, you averse to masculine. Like, if like they man. told them that, before they got on there, I'm pretty sure that nobody would take it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just like when they're, you know, I don't know what, what's the, they just want to push the drugs. Fuck. And I mean, like they use it as like a, a panacea for like female, like puber, puberty, like hormone regulation for women. Mm-hmm. But to what end? Like you're really just regulating them in to a negative outcome. And, and I wonder what effect that that has on like if you're giving young like how young you know there's a certain thing where um i read there's like early childhood development and especially when you're like moving in towards puberty and you're getting like girls that are 12 that are developing more prominent sexual characteristics and like it's pushing that age like younger and younger and there's several different factors that i've heard that influence it where like one of them is it has to do with like the amount of genetic diversity that is present within your location like Mm -hmm. your brain literally like tracks it and so since it's like a form of sexual competition the girls will become more sexually um what is the term yeah it's develop earlier develop earlier but also it it increases the rate of sexual dimorphism that's it dimorphism in more um genetically diverse populations because in a more homogenous populations the sexual dimorphism goes down Mm -hmm. and you more are selected right and that's that's why you see like in your in the more homogenous european populations like sweden's a really good example at least it used to be but I mean, it still is now because they haven't had that much change in like the past thousand years. It's only more recently, but like their men and their women, they have, they're very similar. And the men even have a sort of like more androgynous features and the women, they're, they're both like very attractive, but there's an, it's an interesting similarity between their face structures. Mm-hmm. But also, you go into someplace like say Brazil, right? Yeah, it's high. And the the amount of dimorphism is just fucking spiked. Mm-hmm. And so then you also introduce birth control into that mix. Mm-hmm. It's possibly going to make that 
you know, if you're giving them estrogen when they're fucking 12 years old, yeah, it's going to make their bodies develop way faster. They're fucking going to like, <laughs> well, they develop faster, but also like they don't even like the dimorphism, which is the fuck, which is the insane part. Like the, it makes you ant, like it makes them attracted to non-dimorphic features. So they're in a society that, I mean, this is also the rise of incels and stuff like that. And like, you know, the, the old incels maybe you know that might be a product of birth control no i think i, I honestly genuinely possible. think it is i honestly think it's highly correlated with that also um the other thing with puberty is uh cows the hormones we put in our food is mm-hmm. like i remember um is starting to make kids as part of what's making kids like have earlier puberty too because we like but if you look at like people that aren't castrating the cows mm-hmm so, like, when you, know, you castrate I mean, like, our, the cows. We inject it to the cows. Not well, I know, but, yeah. but when you oh. castrate the cows, mm-hmm. you castrate bulls, right, so that you can eat them for meat because otherwise their testosterone seeps into the meat mm-hmm. and it basically it changes the flavor of it is what they say. No, it's not. It doesn't make it disgusting. It doesn't make okay. it disgusting. No, but that's what they say, right? They don't – it influences the flavor of the meat. But if you look at – this is the real fight. This is the, so the real esoteric shit right here. Mm-hmm. If you can get uncastrated bulls meat, mm-hmm. that is the best way to get like fucking alpha as shit, Jackass, right? Dude, from like Mongolia. yes, you eat exactly. You eat yeah. the the cows that have not been castrated, and that is literally gonna make your your you're gonna be like it's it's gonna like change your entire genetic makeup. This is what none of those esoteric you know like food people are telling you. You need to eat uncastrated bull meat, and that's mm-hmm. gonna make you way more like powerful and, and stronger and not only you but if you like feed your kid that shit like if you feed your son uncastrated bull meat he is going to have way more growth like he probably will be taller he's gonna have more muscle like it's yeah feed it to your wife while she's pregnant <laughs> yeah, for real this, this is the part this is my favorite part from bronze's mindset is the is his talk about hormones and the just the lack of I don't know, in our current model of science, just the lack of like respect that is given to like hormones and how important of a role they play. And I mean, to this day, I mean, people really underestimate, you wouldn't have things like hormonal birth control and, you know, this whole, uh, the child sexual stuff with the, whatever they call it, um, the HRT, you wouldn't have these type of things if we really gave credence to how drastic of a, of effect even small changes in hormones can make yeah they don't understand what they're messing with yeah it, these are like the most powerful chemicals ever made like if you consider that the like like i i i think about this all the time i'm like we know for a fact that if you give like a a, a gender uh i'm trying to like not get taken off youtube if you give a gender <laughs> if you give a gender the opposite gender is hormones they there's a dramatic physical visual physiological change that happens within like a very short period of time yeah consider that so like we're giving girls fucking pills of like hormone bombs every like every single day for years you don't think that's going to create a major like issue like i know I, I talked to like my friend's a scientist like a psychologist and she was like you're using like faulty information about like hormones i'm like what are you talking about like there's look at this man he took he took fucking estrogen for a year now he's all soft and shit look at him he's got way more fat 
like fucking his body has changed shapes. Like you're you telling me that it does nothing? Yeah, look, exactly. Okay, now we compare women from the 1950s to women from now. I mean, just look at her. Fucking and then now compare a girl who's not on birth control to a girl who is on birth control. Just look at them. Just look at them right next to each other. And now compare a guy who, uh, you know, like eats this meat that has high testosterone content and then compare it to a dude that eats fucking Lunchables every day. Like the, the obvious, like it's going to be so clear. It's like, now, okay. oh. <laughs> nothing, nothing, and, and that's like – physical changes like imagine the yeah. more subtle complex under the under the hood changes like if well, your whole physicality changes yeah. your yeah. mind i'm sure is having like a fucking looks completely different and i and it's insane that like this is just not understood uh, on like a in general but you know people are it's insane. like they don't even want to talk about it they don't it's like taboo it's like the big taboo these days is to talk about hormones and like the possibilities that messing with them has and like they don't even want to admit that birth control is fucking with women's hormones like it's not even like they're like eh, well you know it's liberation I, I don't even know it like how well it works at stopping childbirth you know what i mean like it's not any more effect like here's a here's the other red pull it's not even really much more effective than like a, a proper um management of like the cycle so like there's that um there's a birth control method called natural cycles which just basically just runs a machine learning algorithm on girls pu- um, cycle. So you just put it in, in the app like every day for a few months and take your temperature, like what your temperature is and it, and it, and if you're on your period or not. And over like, you know, three months or so it has, it is exactly as effective as the birth control pill. And it, nothing else, just take your temperature every day in the morning. And, and then it says have sex now to not get pregnant. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And it's equally effective. FDA approved everything. Just like, and it was made by OBGYN because she was like, I'm not taking this shit. I refuse to take these hormones. And that's, and yeah, that's, I, the, that's the craziest red pill to me. It's like, oh, it's, it's always been this simple. Yeah, I, uh, I think we could end it on this, but yeah, definitely, I think yeah. it's safe to say that humanity has forgotten more than it ever knew you know what I, you know what i mean like there's so much that has been lost like i'm pretty sure that ancient man could just look up at the moon see what phase it was in it was like okay i can fuck my wife tonight yeah, <laughs> and this kind of brings it back to the original the first thing we were talking about is just like we're, you're thinking too much and it starts to become a hindrance you're using you're relying too much on your like on our like menial modern faculties of rationality and and thinking that it's going to be well and also everybody is like terrified of having kids too which is just stupid so yeah it's just yeah it's it's insane but yeah this is a cool this is a cool place to end it um so helios how can they find you uh helios on twitter and then uh my youtube channel you can probably just search sunblind it'll yeah pull it up sunblind Wait, yeah. um, how often do you guys do you stream? I know you do it weekly, but like, do you have like a specific day? I try to do it weekly. It, the day varies depending upon like the person I'm having on and like their schedule. Like when I had Athena on, uh, she like Tuesday worked best for her. So I just did it on Tuesday. Um, but this Sunday, I believe Sunday night, we should be streaming with Pharaoh Melvin. And we're going to talk about like his 2020 prediction thread and, and stuff like that. It should be a fun time. Awesome. 
So yeah, I'll put a link to that in the description. And uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, had a good time. All right.